1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world. He's back. George's Box. As not always, I am back as your host, JJ. Joined, as always, he now has one show up on me, by Keith McPherson. Keith, what's going on, man? You hosted without me last week.
2: I know did you miss us, or did we miss you? i I know I got a couple of tweets. Some people missed you. Did you miss being on the show?
1: um I like as it got to I was very busy with work last week. I had to go. I went from like the weekend we were in New York for the baseball games we went to home back to New York for like Tuesday night and Wednesday back home back to New York on Saturday, fly to l a on sunday back. Yeah. Like, you so it was just, Francisco? it was a lot or
2: were you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you did was a lot San of moving Fran- in like a matter of 10 days. And like, I, I travel too like that sometimes and it is exhausting. And sometimes you got to make decisions. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to this. And now with my schedule, we weren't able to figure it out. But did you enjoy Joe's McFly and talking Jake?
1: Yeah, no, it was good to, uh, for those guys to come on. Um, it did. So I, I sent a tweet afterwards, uh, that said, Like, thank you guys for coming on. I hope I didn't get Wally pipped. (laughs) We got to talk about. Here's one thing we have to get better at for you is sometimes you just got to Google whatever it is. Like, because I'll say Wally pipped and you're like, I don't know what Wally pipped. You say stuff all the time. I'll say something. You're like, I don't even know what that is. It's like. Just Google Wally Pipped. It'll tell you right there.
2: No, man, I play the game. And like, I know that full story. I've I've watched Yankee uh, history and Yankee classics. I don't uh, believe
1: you. I I think you're saving face. I I think you had no idea what that story, But I don't
2: remember the name. And then you turn the name into an adjective. You're like, he Wally Pipped me or they Wally Pipped me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I'm not going to Google it. It it makes for uh, like funny banter to be like, yo, what's this mean? And I know it's a baseball term. But then once you cleared it up clear it up, and uh, um, a couple other people chimed in, I'm like, oh, right. Lou Gehrig, you know, never, you know, guy never got his job back. But that's not the situation here, man. We're happy to have you right back. Um, Joe's McFly and talking Jake were super solid for coming through. But um, I know some people just wanted to get the regular George's box. So we're back in action with it today.
1: We're back in action. So I listen. It's the first time I've listened to the show. So <laughs> I, I listened to the show. That's one hundred percent
2: true. I know you don't listen.
1: (laughs) No, I don't have time. I don't have a commute. I'd rather listen to Joe Rogan than us. (laughs) Um, So, I listened, and you went, and you went out and did the first twenty minutes. And it was the day before the trade deadline when you recorded it, and you said all the right things as a fan, as just like I love the Yankees of just like yo, Cashman's going to do this. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It's good. Like he's got it. Like you, everything that I would have said, I think everyone, like every Yankee fan would say, and it was 100% wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: it definitely was. I mean, I have optimism. It's always glass half full. I wasn't going to get on here and be doom and gloom. I did say a couple things like, Hey, we might, we, we might whiff on this. We might not get anybody, but I made sure to, uh, defend larry rothschild and then look how that turned out like i guess something changed uh we pitched recently and then i also wanted to defend cashman because people just like i don't know where they they come off but it's like imagine if someone looked at you at your at your job and what you do and they counted against you for just the things that you didn't do or you did wrong and then they just dismissed all the good things that you did i feel like too many people jump on these guys uh you know, like Cashman and Larry. So I wanted to defend them. And then going into the trade deadline, nobody knew what was going on. Even last Wednesday, being at the stadium, when it was ticking down and being with other Yankee fans and all of us, people were looking at me like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. Things are happening. Moves are being made. We're looking at Twitter. We might not do anything here. So,
1: Yeah, you were in the stadium for that, which like is kind of a nightmare situation unless... They, like, because, you know, obviously we have access to some better Wi-Fi, but if it's not, like, I flew on a red-eye Tuesday night because I didn't want to be on a plane relying on airplane Wi-Fi.
2: No, I feel you. For, like, yeah.
1: just for, like, my own anxiety. Yeah, like when the news I had,
2: breaks, what are you going to do? Like, if the news breaks and you're in the air for four more hours, <laughs> it's, like, nothing to do there. I mean, and... It,
1: realistically there's nothing i could do on the ground it's like there, you know like yeah maybe i could tweet but like i i fully recognize that i play no role like in this team <laughs> in their decision making yeah. there's nothing i can do i don't think enough people realize that that like hey you really can't do anything uh at all you're just a regular person who works a shitty job let the guys who've maybe been building baseball teams for 20 years continue to do that they've done all right
2: right um I mean, for me, I, I, I know that. And I mean, I watch baseball every year and we see this was a weird trade deadline. This was definitely strange. But as soon as four o'clock came and I think I tweeted like at the buzzer counted with the Garcia move. But like nobody cares about Al- Alfredo Garcia. But as soon as we went past four o'clock and Austin Romine hit that home run, my mentality shifted. I'm like, all right, we're on the other side of the trade deadline. So all that talk is done. We're rolling with who we got. And I couldn't wait to do the postgame um, recap because I just wanted, like, I don't know. I just wanted to talk people off the ledge and just put a statement out there like, yo, if you're jumping off the bandwagon now, get gone. Like, because we didn't, we didn't uh, get Robbie Ray. Like, no. Nah, like, that's not the kind of wave I'm on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, at the end of the day, Brian Cashman wanted to make moves. I think we wanted him to make moves. He wanted to make moves. All that fun stuff. But when you hear that Robbie Ray, who I was not that excited about, I don't think anyone was, for him, the Diamondbacks want Clint Frazier and three prospects, like, you're out of your mind. I think there is, like, I don't think we could have gotten Marcus Stroman for what the Mets gave up. Um, I don't think we could have gotten Zach Greinke for what Houston gave up. And also, Zach Greinke would have vetoed a trade to us. So... I think there is and it happens at times like we get so excited when Brian Cashman finds a diamond in the rough like a Mike Tokman, who I've always been a huge supporter of <laughs> and um, you know when he finds these guys we blow up like he gets so much credit but you got to remember when he is trying to trade at the trade deadline like there is I think there's a Yankee tax you know oh, yeah. you're going to charge 20% extra because you're the Yankees so I think. Cashman looked at the market, saw what was out there, saw some of the moves. And like, maybe, I mean, maybe Stroman, he was a little slow on, but I get not trading in the division, especially when, although Toronto stinks, they've got this trio of Hall of Fame kids who are knocking the cover off the ball. So, you know, you've got to be afraid about throwing a Clint Frazier into that mix moving forward. So I I trust Cashman and I tweeted out right after like. This is who I rock with now is anyone who puts on that pinstripe. That's why I've always supported Mike Talkman. I've always been big on every single player on this team and never doubted them once. And I'm not going to doubt them again because I truly believe. And this is the thing that I say about being a Yankees fan is when people ask, like, why are you such a Yankee fan? Like, why do you even care so much about them? I have said, and I'm sure you've gone through situations in your life where like, You've had bad things happen in your life where like you've kind of felt alone or like someone let you down, whether it's a girlfriend, a parent, a friend, or whatever it is. I genuinely believe that every year that I have been alive, the Yankees have been trying to win me a World Series. I believe that's what they're doing right now. I believe that's what Brian Cashman's trying to do. And he's trying to win me a World Series today, a World Series next year, a World Series the year after. And he's trying to set us up for that. And so not trading away our whole farm system for fucking Robbie Ray is the equivalent of saying like, why aren't you taking me out to Nobu tonight when you know that if you do that, we can't afford food
2: tomorrow. Right. And man, amen in cash. We trust. Um, as soon as it didn't go down, I just started thinking to myself that, Hey, there are 29 teams and us. No one's trying to help us out. No one's trying to help us hoist that trophy. Like these guys are probably working against us before they're working with us. So if Cashman's not getting fleeced by someone to give up our whole farm or give up our future, I'm fine with it because we got a damn good team. We're in first place. It's not like we're desperate. It's not like we're fighting for a wild card. We gotta make a move to try and get in it. No, we know we're in it. And we're trying to get home field. So I'm like, no, this dude is he's wise and he's uh you know, he's he's a kingpin out here. He's not one of these young GMs that are throwing these ridiculous offers out. And, man, I believe in the baseball gods. I believe in energy. I believe in destiny, all that type of stuff you hear me talk about. And the
1: universe. Don't forget the universe. The universe. The universe. You Yankees universe. In the universe.
2: All that. I just feel like everything is connected, and one thing is connected to another. And as soon as Brian Cashman did not make a move, it kind of lit a fire under this team. And it should light, light a fire under our fan base. It shocked me to see so many people like, I can't believe this goes on. Brian Cashman is the worst. Fire Brian Cashman. Like I went on an unfollowing spree because I try to follow back. Everybody that follows me back just to build community online. But when I see some of the stupid stuff people are saying about Brian Cashman, the Yankees organization, Hal Steinbrenner, I'm like, I can't rock with you. And the same thing about the players, right? These guys are going to pitch. If you're a pitcher on the Yankees and they don't go bring somebody else in, because that's something I said on the last podcast. Bring in at least one or two guys to change the chemistry of this locker room bring in someone to you know raise the competition level that didn't happen but it still raised the competition level because these guys know they really have to step up now and I have full belief that we're fine I think that you know Cashman obviously knows more about Sevy and Batances and what you know the plan is going forward and I'm not worried about the postseason we got arms the postseason isn't built like the regular season it's not going to be the same rotation it's not going to be this rolling the same guys out there I'm I'm fine with this crew, the backups we got. I'll take our backups versus anybody starters. The replace for 28 shit that I tweet all the time, hashtag replace for 28. I didn't want that to be back on. I don't want our guys to be hurt. When it, when it stopped, I was like, yes, replace for 28, returns to chase for 28. We're back to full strength. A couple months later, like that was in June. A couple months later now, we're looking at it and we're like, wow, guys are hurt again. Replace for 28 back on. So what? We go forward with who we got. There's power and pinstripes. These guys put on the jersey, and they turn into superstars. And that's why we're fans, and that's why we rock with them, and that's why we are on this podcast and on the internet carrying on the way that we do.
1: I do hate now that the trade deadline's done. And, you know, we traded Joe Harvey for a a single-A player, and really that was just a move to get him off the 40-man because with people coming back, we need 40-man spots. So it wasn't even like we see some great future in this player. It was we were going to get him off the 40-man and lose him for free. Might as well get something for it. But I now hate, and I knew I would, I hate that there's no August date. I wish there was a a waiver deadline. Yeah,
2: and I mean, this year is is different, man. Major League Baseball changing things from the DL to the IL and changing the trade deadline. They're talking now about... I guess in the w- winter meetings or something, figuring out if they want to make the trade deadline August fifteenth. But I, I don't know. I don't wanna like it doesn't matter yet. We like this season isn't over, but <laughs> some of these little tweaks and changes have affected us this year. And um, I don't know. I I I'm fine with it. Um, I just think that like major league baseball needs to focus on changing some other things because the things they're changing just haven't been in our favor.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's trying to help us. So, you know, the Yankees go out there, we're playing, you know, as the trade deadline goes down, we're playing the Diamondbacks come from behind, win that game. Zach Greinke's out of the game because of rain and being traded to Houston. And again, like you said, like everyone just crowned Houston champions because of that, because they have a guy because they got Zach Greinke, who's got a weak <laughs> mental fortitude like that's like Zach Greinke a great pitcher, but the guy openly says he has anxiety issues and whatever. If you have mental health issues. Like, God bless you. Um, I, yeah. I hope everything works come, out come for back you. back to but, the Bronx with that. With that uh, but, yeah. In October, when the lights are the brightest in the Bronx, or even in Houston, when the lights are the brightest, brightest, and we're on national TV, I am not that worried
2: about Zach ranking. I'm not worried about any of that. And that's something I put out there on the internet, too. The next morning, I'm like, I love how the narrative has changed, right? We, we go from the favorites now to being uh, no shot. We beat the Astros. I'm like, Cool. Cool, cause I know our guys read the internet and they see these things and they're gonna say, "All right, we're not the favorites anymore. We'll play this however you want to play it. We'll meet you in the parking lot and play if you want to get down like that." On paper doesn't mean shit. Like, like I don't care about Verlander, Cole, Granky on paper. All oh, this three-headed monster—they gotta show me. And until they show me, I'm I'm on this side. Like I'm still on this side, even if they do show me. But. I don't believe that they they won anything. No rings got handed out on July 31st. I love it. Um, I think coming out of that,
1: coming out of that game, coming out of the trade deadline, I did like that there was one, um, a day off. Everyone kind of reconvene, settle down. I like that kind of breath of fresh air. I don't know if that was scheduled on purpose for, um you know players to travel to their new teams or or kind of what the case was but we had the day off and now we start 19 games in 17 days which is a ridiculous stretch for a professional baseball team to play i mean it reminds me of and i'm sure like you played football you'd have like two a days for a bunch of days in a row and you're just like how the fuck do we do this and like i played baseball and you play like summer league ball and you're in two different leagues, so you're playing four games in a day, and you're, just you know, like, how the hell do you do 85 degrees games, out every
2: single day.
1: Yeah, 19 games, 17 days is going to be tough. We started off by losing Voigt, Uh we lose, we lose Hicks, we lose Edwin, uh, all to different severities. We're still waiting on, on more information around them, but the Yankees step up, put their nuts on the table, and sweep the Red Sox four games in August. You sweep the Red Sox, four games in August. Like that's
2: I, I mean, what else does this team need to prove? Nothing. And it wasn't even close. None of those games. Like uh, man, I had too much fun. And I obviously I know you too from last weekend, the weekend before this weekend, what happened in Boston? Uh, like the 19-3 game and just getting smoked, losing three out of four over there, and then it was all oh man. Look at this pitching. What are we going to do going into the trade deadline? We all needed this. We all needed to see the Yankees respond the way that they did. The the energy in the stadium, I went Saturday. Man, it was a party. It's like the, the person you hate the most is on the field getting destroyed. And it's like the, the medicine every Yankee fan needed to believe. It was the battery in the back that these guys needed to just start. You know the second half of the season, like that. It, it felt like it was. A, it's further than the All Star break, but it feels like the second half of the season just started.
1: Can we talk about your drinking this weekend?
2: Oh, I got faded. Look, that's what, you were smacked. Yeah, yeah, but that's cool. I get occasionally. Like the thing about me, I have levels. Like I'm always saucy. Like I sauce, I drink. But then some nights I'm just like I'm getting faded. And that Friday night after, like I don't know. This is a strange week, man. The trade deadline. And all that stuff um and then i just got a lot of things going on with like my career or my lack thereof career or what i'm doing or what i'm potentially doing some great things some things that didn't pan out but i was just like it's friday night we're playing the red sox i'm not gonna sit in the house and watch this i'm like i'm going to the bar and i'm not counting drinks i'm not worrying about the tab and i'm sitting at the bar after my first beer and glaber hits a grand slam i'm like shocked Let's get it. Let's go. And then from there, like it was party on.
1: Yeah, I was down at the beach. I was in Beach Haven and they have one of those. uh, They still like if there's a fire, it just makes a horn through the entire town. (laughs) I know. it. And it's like there's not fucking cell phones. And so it was like (laughs) 334 in the morning this shit goes off and it was my first night there and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't been there in like a year. So you kind of forget about that, that that could happen. I guess if you spend the whole summer there, you get used to it. Or I've spent a week there and you get used to it, even it when it happened again Saturday night and I was like kind of used to it. So I was like, what the fuck? I couldn't get back to sleeping, and I looked and it's just like a string of just you. I was like, oh man, Keith had a night and then Saturday I'm following and you're at La Bodega, which La Bodega hits different because- of there's a lot more than just sipping beers going on there. Of course. Of course. And and, uh, and you, you know, then you, by the time you get in the stadium, you're just posting videos like, yo, I'm faded. It's Saturday.
2: I was so, so gone, but like, it's Saturday. I'm allowed to be gone like that. I don't have any kids. I don't have any responsibilities. Like, I don't have, My boss is going to hit me up. Like, I'm straight.
1: Was your intention
2: to go to both games? Um, my intention was to go to b- both games, but I was so faded between Friday night into Saturday. I didn't realize that they weren't going to start the next game until seven. It was a different kind of doubleheader. It wasn't a doubleheader uh, yeah. where you can stay. There was no, we're getting everybody out of here. I was like telling uh, Batista, yo, hide me in the suite. Like, no, nah, they got everybody up out of there. And that's fine. I needed to go home. Cause then I like, I like sobered up and drove home and I crashed. And then by the time I woke up, we like started playing the second game and and started hitting and I don't know I had a blast this weekend that was that was one of the highlights of my summer this past weekend
1: it was just funny to see someone asked you if you were going to both like which game you were going to you put a gift that said both went out Friday got smacked went out Saturday got smacked and then I was like oh I wonder what he did in between games because I'm following along on Twitter I'm like I wonder what he did between games and I just see I just woke yeah, up. Drank, drank like, water, yeah, drank yeah. water, drank
2: water, and then drove home like an hour and 15 minutes in traffic. And you can ask Nicole. I told her, I'm like, Yo, I'm washed. I can't drink like that. Like in college, you used to drink like Friday night and then rev it back up Saturday morning and day drink. And yeah. that's what I thought I was about to get into. But by the time, like, and then the sun is a different beast. But by the time, like, that first game ended, I was just in like some type of fog haze where I was like, okay, I, I shouldn't drink anymore. It's not wise. And I'm, like, Damn. feeling my body differently. I'm, like, I've had so much alcohol in my system from, like, 7 p.m. when the game started Friday to, like, 4 o'clock when the game ended Saturday. I'm, like, okay, I have to stop. I have to stop. I'll be at the Bronx Medical Hospital.
1: You got to uh, you got to start trying to mix in a Pedialyte. Yeah. I know you
2: keep that thing on you, but I'm a Gatorade guy. I drink Gatorades. I don't drink Pedialyte.
1: There's just, there's, uh, just more electrolytes. I know, but they taste gross,
2: and they're for babies.
1: Have you – no, first of all, they make adult ones. Well, I don't want the X-rated stuff. Have you tried it? Uh, So, like, I tried it when I was younger, when I was in, like, college or whatever, and I was like, this shit is gross. And then I don't know. It's like my taste buds changed or whatever, but, like, now I drink it all the time. My
2: taste buds might have matured. I haven't had it since college. When I played college football, they would give us Pedialyte Pops. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it It tastes like medicine. I'm good on this.
1: Yeah, no, I did literally the exact same thing in college. I was like, oh, we'll get these ice pops. It'll be great. I'll have an ice pop. It'll be sweet. I'll drink a ton. It'll be great. And I was like, this shit's gross. And then, I don't know, at some point, like five, six years ago, someone was like, here, try some Pedialyte. And I did. And uh, I drink it before I go to sleep on nights. I'm drinking if I have shit to do the next day.
2: Whatever works, dude. Whatever helps.
1: Uh, The four Ps. Pizza, Pedialyte, pot, and then an Advil PM. That's what gets (laughs) me going
2: whatever works, yo. Know. That's what
1: pushes me down. Um so so yeah, so I mean, I don't know like what do you even say about this? Yankees go out, they win 4-2. They sweep a doubleheader by again 9-2, 6-4 and then come out on Sunday and although the Red Sox made a push late in that Sunday game, um I mean, that game was over in the third inning. Yankees get a 7-nothing lead. It just keeps going and like you said, after that trade deadline, they had the players had two options, and I said this for years uh, when I was writing, you know, somewhere else that, especially at the end of the Girardi era, uh, like 16, 15, 16, that you just have to ask these guys, and I've said it on the show too: Who wants to be a fucking major league baseball player today? Yeah. Who wants to go out there, have the best job in the world, and just you know go out there and actually like stand up for yourself and I don't think Boone had to say that. I don't think because these, Boone inspires these guys. He fights for them, but I don't think he has. You know, he has to ask that question of this team because when one guy goes down, there's just another no-name guy. You know, Mike Tachman, Mike Ford, all the Mikes are just out there willing to step up and, regardless of what their career numbers are, and deliver as if they're an all-star caliber player.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, Manager of the Year, he don't have to say much. He said uh, Savages in the Box and made a 1,000 shirts and kind of made like a moniker for this season. And this is the second time around, dude. Like, we went through the adversity of losing everyone in May, June. And (laughs) even sooner than that, we started losing people after the opening day. So at this point, we don't have to say this again. You're coming back up. Get on the bus, Mike Ford. Mike Talkman, Bravik like, Valera, like these guys, these guys are like, they're not shocked by this. They're not, the stage isn't too big. And that's the thing, too, that we have to give credit to the Yankees organization also about is that when they're in Scranton and they're preparing, they're not preparing for, um, I don't know, 10,000 people to show up to a uh, guaranteed rate field. They know that they're coming to the Bronx. They know they're coming to Yankee Stadium, and we're the number one team, and we're fighting for first place and all that. It's high stakes, and we need you. You're going to be counted on, so be ready to go. There is no coming up and not being ready to rock, and I love it. Like I said, man, replace for 28. This chase for 28, nothing is stopping it, right? It ain't over till it's over, and just because we lose Edwin and Voight, we don't know where Giancarlo Stanton is, and Gary's groin, and this, that, and the other. So what? These are professional ball players, and they're ready to rock. They want their time to shine. I don't care if it's if it's Higgy Ashesoka. I don't care if it's Austin Romine. Like, Cameron Maybin, get some. All of these guys just play and figure it out. And don't walk in there with the attitude of like, oh, maybe I'm not good enough, or I don't know if we're gonna win. No, fuck that. We're gonna beat everybody. It's our backups versus your starters, and that's just fine.
1: When we get into some of these names now, I'm just like, we're like, yeah, we we called up from Venezuela. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't even a person. It's like, you know, uh, I don't. Do you play video games at all? I used to a lot. I I always play like MLB The Show, and then you get through your season. And I always I pitch, so I play as a pitcher. So the seasons go by pretty fast because you know every five days. And then you hit the point where, like, you make it to the major leagues, and you're just like, "Well, I don't know any of these players. It's all just made up triple right. A guys that I've been playing for <laughs> years." Uh, and that's what that's what it seems like now. It's like, "Oh, great, you're like
2: it's hard the to fuck is it's this hard to, to and they're all delivering names." And then it's hard to like even like, I I put some out there. I'm like, "Once upon a time, the Yankees were so famous that they didn't need names on their jerseys." But we're on the road for the week, and I'm sure there's people in Camden Yards like. Who is 74? Like Mike Ford came up and wore 36 last time. Now he's wearing 74. That's a big boy. He's looking like a big ass offensive guard. And now the Vic Valera is wearing 36. It doesn't even matter what jersey number you give these guys. No fucks given. They don't care. They're in the lineup. They're gonna hit and they're gonna they're gonna field and they're gonna make plays. I just love it. I I, I haven't been this in love with the Yankee team. I don't know. I guess the 2017 team I liked a lot because of what they did. Um, you know, obviously back in the day, but like this—the swag of this team and the energy of this team. Last night, you got Brett Gardner doing pull-ups on the dugout. Like he's a wild man. Talkman is always like he's sliding into third, banging on the ground. I'm like, yo, they like they care, and not to throw our old team under the bus, but when it was those older guys and it was the A-Rods and Teixeiras and Beltrons, guys that have. Have been in the league for a while and they've made their money it, it we just didn't have that same fire we didn't have that same flair the energy is right with this squad and it's fun to watch i said anybody that that was a yankee fan ever in life start paying attention i said that a few weeks ago start paying attention to this team these players and what's going on right now because when october comes you don't want to be out of the loop when mike tockman is making plays and you're like who the fuck is mike tockman It's like yo you haven't seen mike Talkman yet
1: yo that's jj's favorite player always has been <laughs> yeah if you that's exactly if you didn't right. listen to if you didn't listen to that's what episode like five through 15 i'm just like yo he always loved mike talkman he didn't say it,
2: man, he knew that he Tuchman didn't was, s- you said that mike talkman couldn't hit his way out of a wet paper bag and now he's i don't think that was
1: me that might have been someone else someone else on i don't I mean, episode one, I definitely did not say if Mike Talkman plays a major role on this team, we
2: are fucked. <laughs> you, you, you know, we got to go back and pick up say. the sound bites. Because I remember I being frustrated. I'm like, Mike Talkman? Like, why is Mike Talkman on this team? We, Where do we get him from? The New York Rockies, the Colorado Yankees? I'm like, who is this guy? Now I'm looking at Mike Talkman as a fucking all star. <laughs> He's killing it. He's all right, nice all right. now.
1: How- Mike Thompson. He's coming also, up to the I mean, plate. I'm
2: like, yo, he might hit it out. Oh, he did. He just hit a bomb.
0: What?
1: Mike talkman is the greatest player in the bottom third of an order. Oh yeah, <laughs> he
2: loves being in That's that it. nine spot. He said it. He's you, like, uh, he's like, I'm in the nine hole. I'm getting good pitches to hit. He's on top of it, man.
1: I used to be the same way. Like, I remember when I played in high school. I I normally batted like around like six. And then they're like, yo, you bet third now. And I was just like, oh, great. I'm going to put up two 0 for four games. <laughs> and I did. And then they put me back to six, and I'm like, three for four. Right. Like, yeah, you just get comfortable in a spot, you see better pitches. Um, you know, the Orioles right now, as we're recording this on Tuesday night, are headed into a rain delay. I guess it's uh, monsooning. But we, you know, one thing I think. That concern me a little bit. As you come out of that big Red Sox series and you go down to Baltimore, and historically we've had a hard time winning games in Baltimore over the past couple of years. This year we're obviously dominating in Baltimore, but you worry, you know, are they going to go down there and kind of take their foot off the gas? Yeah. Um, you know, are we going to get, you know, almost like a punt lineup because we've got Glaber's not, you know, feeling great. We've got DJ's not necessarily feeling great. We've got DD with like maybe half a hand. Uh, you never know who who we're going to put in that lineup. And we put in a lineup that you're just like, I don't even know who the fuck is any of these guys are. And they go out there. They win. Baltimore tries to make it a game. I mean, they they come back and they tie it up in the six, but the Yankees go out there and score more. Um, It keeps the idea that these guys don't give up. They don't take their foot off the gas going. And that's important because. Like, you know, we've said in the past, and I wasn't on last week to say it when we lost those games to Boston, but it's a long season. So you go through those things when you're going to lose three games in a row, you're going to lose two games in a row, you're going to lose four out of five. But the mark of a championship team is rebounding from that and turning it around and continuing to move forward, which is what these guys are doing. And As long as you don't lose four out of seven in the playoffs or, you know, three out of five. You can have those stretches in July and it's fine because the Yankees are and I get away from the the record at times. Like I just like how many wins do the Yankees have right now? I normally like off the top of my head. 72? don't know. It's 72. Yeah, I thought but like I know how many games ahead we are. Right. That's more
2: important than the actual yeah. win total.
1: And like because I, I wrote a blog a while ago and talked about would you trade 2009 to win in 2004 with no guarantee and it's For the matter of like, I keep track of that because I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. So I always keep track of that. But I saw 72 wins. I'm like, holy shit. We got 50 games left. 72 wins. Chapman's got 30 saves.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And Chapman, dude.
1: (laughs) Chapman's got 30 (laughs) saves. He's never had 40 saves. Yo, and
2: Chapman is blown. He's blown a bunch. And he's still got that. Like, this team is ridiculous, man. This team is nuts. And. I don't know. There is always that chance that that you play down to your opponent's jersey, right? We've seen Yankee teams in the past go down to Baltimore and play down to the competition, and it's such a letdown. It it sucks to see that, but these guys are on a warpath, and Glaber, like, Glaber is a savage. He might be one of my favorite humans ever. Like, to be 22 years old, and, like, he had an issue on Sunday night, went to the hospital. I think his dad was more worried than he was. His dad... Tweeted out some stuff in Spanish to say that he was okay. You're not hearing from Glaber. Glaber. Glaber posted a. Um, he posted. He posted a gif of this little black kid like dancing on the lunchroom table, like kicking his feet out from like I don't even know. when I'm like, Yo, Glaber doesn't care. He's just gonna go down there and continue the to, to mash. And it's like I don't know what's infectious. Everybody on this team wants to be the guy. The next man up thing is real. Uh, the savage season continues, and we can't let teams like the Orioles get the best of us. We're 11 and two against the Orioles, and that's what we fucking should be. Like that's what, like that's exactly how it should be. And we'll see what happens tonight and the rest of the series. But we just set the record on them for most home, like 30 home runs was the record. We smashed that last night. We're gonna add to it in the next couple of games, and we just keep rolling and keep going. It doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter who's in the outfield, right? You know, we could talk about Clint. I want to see Clint come, come back. I want to see, but like I was not expecting Cameron Maben to contribute this year. Mike Talkman playing like he's playing. Like these are all pleasant surprises. We're like the embarrassment of Riches is, is great for us. It's great to be a Yankee fan. Everybody should be tuned in. And I'm keeping receipts because I know a lot of you fake Yankee fans out there are all oh, the season's destroyed. Cashman failed us again. We didn't get anyone at the trade line. The Yankees are gonna pay for this. Nah, sit tight.
1: We're in first place. Everything's all right. right. Um, so let's talk a little injury. Uh, Aaron Hicks, the other night, uh, injured his elbow on a throw from the outfield. Third base game to the doubleheader. Hicks said he felt pain in his elbow, and he reported it to Steve Donahue. He left the game, but then he was placed on the 10-day IL with a uh, right uh, flexor strain. Yeah. So... They said they've done all the MRI, so it's not Tommy John. The way, you know, it looked, it, it was like, it, it oh, okay, like we're going to. It looked like Tommy John, which would be terrible because, one, you don't want to lose him from the lineup, but also because you just, like, he signs this contract, seven years, $70 million. He goes out. He starts the season injured. Luckily, it seems like it's something. If he doesn't come back in 10 days, I'm fine. He needs to take 20 days, whatever it is. Go out there. Do it you know, rehab, will be fine. Uh, Sabathia is, he got another, um, he got like an ejection, cortisone injection. Um, he should be all right at some point, but we don't have a huge update. Gary Sanchez is going to AAA to do a couple rehab games. He'll meet the team in Toronto. Uh, I've seen him running on the field and stuff like that from a groin injury, running the bases. He's looked good, which is awesome because he slumped. And I said, as soon as he got injured, I was like, he maybe needs this. Let him take 10, 12 days. Mm-hmm. We're in first place. He came back off the DL last time and hit like 41. Yeah, home we've runs seen this before games. with
2: Gary. I was fine with it. And he, I mean, he's a catcher. If he's got a groin injury, he's squatting like that with his legs open, paws, like all game. Like, let him take some time off.
1: Plus, with Edwin out now, uh, so Edwin Encarnacion takes a pitch off the wrist, breaks his wrist. He's saying he was told three to five weeks. He thinks he'll be back in three weeks. I doubt it. Um, Judge for the same injury last year missed forty-eight games. There were fifty-three games left at the time that he got injured. So we'll see. He's older. He's got an older body. Luckily, he is only DHing. so it's not you know at least for now. Provided Voigt can come back, um, but I think there are at bats for Sanchez in the DH role, which will loosen, which will lessen the impact on his groin. I think Edwin can come back for the playoffs. I think kind of having the opportunity to get back to the playoffs and do it in pinstripes, you kind of do everything you can to get back. So pieces are kind of falling into place even as guys are getting injured.
2: There's a plan, and Brian Cashman gets credit for having plan A, B, and C prepared, right? When we got Edwin, we didn't need Edwin. I I was at Bonnaroo. It was June 15th. It was mid-June. I'm like, Edwin and Carlson. We don't need him, but we'll take him. We definitely needed him. And now we don't have him and we don't have Voight, And it's like, well, damn. Yo, where is Greg Bird? Actually, where's that in the injury report? Uh Greg Bird. He's not doing baseball nothing, activities. Nothing. Yo, yeah. Damn you, Greg Bird. Like
1: <laughs> What I, a sore that would have been if Greg Bird like had been ha- able to come back.
2: Literally have the opportunity to come back and be like, Oh, look at how look at how my fate has changed. Yankees need a, a lefty power bat at first. No, dude, Mike Ford is out here raking in your spot. Are you crazy? Shout out to Mike Ford, though. That's Jersey, so I like that. But Greg Bird is like, I know he's got to be super disappointed. He's done. He's
1: done. It's crazy. I mean, we've got Severino. Um, he's expected to throw from a mound today as we're recording this, so we'll see how that goes. Of uh, Either being a sorter or reliever for the postseason. I think that, with him and with Batances, who, Batances, he's thrown off flat ground and is expected to move to the mound as well. I think, obviously, Batances is going to come back in his one-inning role. Mm-hmm. I can see Seve kind of taking almost like, like a super opener. Like, hey, give us a three-inning start, like which we'll take the shit Chad out. Chad Nestor, Seve. Three
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, or, like, or Seve, Seve Sabathia. I mean, it's, it's yo, they're going to cook up. They're going to cook up a way for us to walk into the postseason with the best arms we got and pitch. And it ain't going to be CC rolling out there for four innings and us just leaving them. Like, these sabermetric nerds, these analytic geeks, like, watch. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I am not worried about our pitching in the postseason because we've learned. We're not going to let Boone just leave these guys out because there's no building confidence come October. That's done. We're not leaving Tanaka out there to to try and struggle and make his way back. No, it's not going down. Everybody be ready.
1: Did you ever think you'd see the the time when you wanted Chad Green to throw the first pitch of a game over CeCe Sabato in the playoffs?
2: (laughs) Chad. I love Chad, and I hate Chad sometimes.
1: but But without, like, I have no ill will towards CeCe. Like, he's old. He's just not as good anymore. He's not really that healthy. Like, there's a chance he doesn't. I'm sure they'll probably bump someone just to have him on the roster. Yeah. But, like, CC could win a World
2: Series and not, not even appear. step out there. Yeah. And I think he'll because be fine with that. He knows. He laughs about it. He knows his knee is shot. He's on ESPN Get Up talking about our pitching woes, including himself last week. He's on his own podcast talking about, yo, I can't do it because, you know, the knee. Like, he knows. So he knows. He's the old guy. This is the last hurrah. And if he can't go out there and compete, he doesn't want to give it up anyway. He's that much of a competitor. He doesn't want to go out there in the ALD, ALDS and get, get shoved, and then that be the last of uh, – not the shoved, get shelled. And then uh, that's the last we see of CC Sabathia. So, I mean, there's a very high chance that, you know, CC doesn't get to rock. And I think he'll be fine with it. I don't think he's going to pout about it. He's, he's a grown man and a vet.
1: He'll be the first guy in the dugout if there's a fight, though.
2: Yeah, but he ain't doing nothing. He, he said that on his podcast, too. He's talking about um, – What's his name? Amir Garrett, big ass dude, ninety five for the Reds. That started the Reds Pirates brawl. He was like, he's like, I talk a lot of shit, but I don't know if I would do that. Like, that's next level ruckus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Stanton has not done, not done any baseball activities. He's regained some range of motion. He's bat. He's on the treadmill. He's in the weight room. Not cleared for baseball activities. He's only played nine games this year. I'm still fine. I was with just that? about to ask you, are you okay
2: with this? Because I'm about ready to uh to shop him, get him up up out of here. And I no one, well, no, no one wants it. no I know no no want one him wants him. But I'm contract. like, what a, oh,
1: What a big well, waste. not that contract. What a big waste not, of
2: money. And then how excited were we when we signed him in that in the offseason two years ago? And it was like, ooh, evil empire. We went out and got the NL MVP to pair with Judge, and it's like just didn't materialize. I mean, it still can, but. He's supposed to be a part of this. He's supposed to be we brought him in to be a part of this the baby bombers and this new young Yankee team and it's just like, "Dude, where are you at?"
1: Um, I mean, luckily we only have him under contract for 40 more years. I'm
2: <laughs> saying, I'm like I'm about ready to like Let's uh, let's try and just let's try and get him out of here. Nobody wants him, obviously. No, He's,
1: he'll be a Yankee till twenty twenty eight. Oh, I'm totally fine with that, dude. Um, we're gonna
2: deal with this. We're gonna be doing this podcast and doing injury reports with his name on it forever.
1: No, say no, I'm not getting negative about him. I think uh, Stanton is going to be fine for September. He'll get his work in uh, in September against forty man rosters. Uh, he'll feel good for the playoffs and he'll be ready to go. I think if anything, like, this motivates him. Hey, we've gotten to first place and 72 wins on August 5th without without him, aside from nine games. Now, like, it's not my money coming out of the pocket. Um, I don't think that – I mean, maybe, yeah, if we didn't have him, we would have made some different deals. But then you have, you know, a struggling Bryce Harper who's overpaid that we're yelling at. Like, there's always someone there making that money – that we're angry with for not delivering. So I'm just going to try to stay like positive about him. And he'll, you know, I, I think he'll he'll bounce back or, you know, he'll be able to contribute to this team. Hopefully he can start to do it soon. We start to, you know, feel like something's coming up because minor league seasons are ending soon. Right. So he won't have anywhere to rehab. Like where you at, um, bro,
2: you're supposed to be here. And for me, I started off very positive. I, I told people, yo, give him a second year, year 2G, because. I, like I tell people all the time he was hitting a god level the year that he almost had sixty bombs. I went down to Marlins Park and sat ten rows behind home plate the weekend he was chasing sixty, and I'm just like never thinking this guy's going to be a Yankee. And I was so excited when we got him, and now I'm just so disappointed. And now that we have guys like Mike Talkman and Cameron Maben contributing, I'm like, where's this dude at? He was in the plan. These guys weren't in the plan. But yes, optimism. If he can come back and contribute in the postseason, hit a couple bombs, make some defensive plays, all forgotten, all is well. I mean, he's. it's also,
1: it's not terrible to have two power hitters between him and Edwin both trying to get back before the playoffs. Like, we've got, you know, someone will be able to DH. Uh, wouldn't, I thought this would kind of be funny because the way the, like, his timeline may work out and everything because the rail riders are done at, like, the end of this month. What if Stanton goes out and they're in first place? What if Stanton goes and wins a triple A championship, <laughs> then comes and wins a
2: major league championship from, uh, from your mouth to the universe's ears, baseball gods. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think that would be hilarious. And that'd be funny. <laughs> <as shit.
1: laughs> it could happen. Oh man. Uh, Voight is injured. They gave him a cortisone shot for a lower abdominal strain. Uh, will You know, it's kind of they're going to see how he responds to it. If he has surgery, keep him out for at least six weeks. So that, you know, gets pretty close to wiping his season. Um, So you hope for the best there. We don't really have a ton of information yet. But one guy who I added to the list this week, we haven't talked about yet is Ben Heller. He had Tommy John surgery last April. He had a forearm strain in July. So we to shut down for a little bit, but he's back to resuming baseball activities for a bullpen that's been kind of stretched this year. This is a guy who we got him in the Clint Frazier deal. He hasn't played great at the major league level, but he's a guy who throws 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And adding a guy who throws 100 miles an hour, I mean, if you think about over the years when like the Yankees go to Detroit in the playoffs and then all of a sudden they have some guy we've never heard of who throws 100 miles an hour, it throws people off. It'd be interesting to see how the rest of his season progresses. And if he's a guy who, when you're going with these Uh, You know, really these pitching rotations and bullpens that are built for not the seven inning starter anymore, but more of the who can get us three outs, who can get us six outs. He could play a role.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, anything goes. They're talking about Debbie Garcia coming up and contributing. This kid was in high school like two summers ago. Um, Jonathan Holder is opening and starting the game tonight. Like anything goes, man. Uh, Leave no stone unturned if we got somebody in this system that can help bring them up, I'd like to see it uh, work on it. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's not like anything goes.
1: Yeah, I'm totally, I would like to see the Yankees for a week, whether uh, it's Holder, if he's fine or, you know, if it is Chad green at some point, I'd like to see the Yankees just do a full week of a two man rotation of openers and then bring all our starters stink in the first inning. Yeah, Just bring them all in, in the second inning. Let them be out there, you know, warming up in the bullpen when the game starts. Come in second inning, do it. It might throw off some of their stuff, and there's a lot of egos there. I think it'd be funny
2: to just do it for a week. It'd be funny for us to watch, but it is like a little bit of an experiment going into the postseason. Let's switch it up. That's what I I'm, like. I said I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you you'd be a fool to think that we're rolling into the postseason with Tanaka as our game one, Paxton game two, Hat game three. Like I'm hearing. People say that on the radio. I've read people say stupid shit like that on Twitter. And I'm like, there's no, no, that's not going down. That's not the plan. I don't know where you're coming up with that. So speaking of minor leaguers, uh,
1: Clint Frazier had quite the interesting Instagram post. His Instagram, which was sneakers at the beginning of the year, then he erased everything and unfollowed all his teammates and now has seen Guys get injured and Talkman come up and Tyler Wade come up and really everybody else besides him come up when I was very confident and I don't know if he was, but like we figured at least he'd get another shot at London um, and London feels like forever ago now um, and he's posting pictures uh, very, he, he's embracing the office. He posted one first of him wearing a, um, a Michael Scott t-shirt shirt but then he's just posted one of him sitting in a rooftop parking garage with uh, a building in the background that says Scranton Life. Hood pulled over his head. <clears throat> and I, I, lo- I love Clint Fraser.
2: I like it, man. And I, But what are you, what are you doing? Oh, no, yo, you like this move? Well, this move, I'm just like, <laughs> he staged this. So he went out of his way to say, okay, we're going to go on the roof. I'm going to pull my, pull my hoodie down. You got to be right here to get the Scranton Life in the background at this angle. And then there was definitely like a filter on it. He like edited the image up. I'm like, yo, he's doing the most. He's doing. Who took this picture?
1: Right. Who took this picture? Was it a teammate? Like if, who was like, you know what? This is a good idea.
2: No, I hope it wasn't a teammate. I hope it was like a Scranton thought. I hope it was one of his, his his little jump offs out there that he was kicking it with that night. You know, took her up on the roof and was like, Hey, uh, I need you to help me with something. But I, I just think it's funny. Um, a lot of the older baseball fans are like, he still hasn't learned his lesson. The, the Yankees are trying to teach him a lesson and he's still playing around. They are. I'm like, he's a 24-year-old kid. He uses Instagram. He uses Twitter. He's going to throw out a gif of Woody from Toy Story like, I'm still here after the trade deadline passes. He's going to stage a photo of Scranton life with his hood down over his face to be like, yo, I'm still in Scranton. Hey, remember me? And no one has forgotten about him. I went on a tweet like, Two tweets I think I put out. I was like, this season is wild. If this kid gets a chance to come up and contribute to this team after everybody had every different kind of thing to say about him, perfect. If after all of that that went on this year in your 24-year-old season, like let's not forget about that, right? This dude is 24. He's got a lot of baseball ahead of him, and he's still one of ours. If through everything that went down, he still has a chance to come back and redeem himself, good for Clint.
1: I'd love to see Clint Frazier come and contribute to this team. We know he can. I, I don't think, and I think because the Yankees are a 72 win team right now. I don't think any Brian Cashman's dying to mm-hmm. to call him up, especially when you pose. Like I thought the Michael Scott one was funny. He did post Muhammad Ali over Sonny Liston um on the 25th of July. And I forget, like someone got called up. There were a bunch of call ups. It wasn't him. And then he posted that, and I was worried that he thought that that wasn't Sonny Liston, and it was Joe Frazier, and it was down goes Frazier. Frazier. But yeah, but but who knows? But yeah, I mean, I don't know. A a guy I grew up with posted a picture of him and his girlfriend kissing today, and I just wrote, who do you think wants to fucking see that? Yeah, Like, what are you thinking? And that's what I think with this. I'm like, what does this do for you? Like, in the grand scheme of things, what does this picture do to help you in any way?
2: I mean, it doesn't help your cause. It's like, I don't know, when you're you're like mom grounds you for something and you go on your room and you like curse under your breath it's like his way of like acting out it's like his way of like you know i can't really do anything about it but i can post about it you know
1: but that doesn't turn things around it doesn't help, its trade the, the it help his trade value the the diamondbacks the diamondbacks wanted three prospects because they said he said they said he's got character yeah, issues he's that a was headache. nobody it,
2: wants that headache and He's you know he's got to grow up and it's not he's not going to grow up through social media. He's got to grow up and and disconnect. And it's hard, man. You got to think about it, people. This guy was on Complex. He was getting interviews when he was coming out there with the sneakers. He was like running the sneaker game. He was changing the like sneaker world and how they looked at baseball and bringing people into watching Yankee games just to see what type of fire cleats he was going to roll out with. So he was on a roll. He was hitting bombs, winning games for us. And all that got pulled right from under him. So now it's like, yo, it's, it's a trip, man. That's a hell of an ego trip. I'm sure he's dealing with a lot of, like, you know, different emotions and things, being 24. I can't imagine, dude. When I was 24, I didn't have anything, like, together. I didn't know shit about shit. So, like, he's going to struggle through it, and he's going to learn. And I think, I, I think he's going to end up back. I mean, September call-ups are going to come. Uh, I don't think he gets called up in September. I mean, we'll if, see that. If
1: people are coming back, it depends on injuries. I think just to like, you know, they call guys up. Like we haven't been calling a lot of guys up in recent years in September. Uh, sometimes it's call up so you're around the team. So you get used to like major league life. Yeah. But I think for right now, unless, if guys start coming back from injuries, especially, he is not going to. I don't believe he's going to get called up in September to stick it to him more. I think the Yankees may Try to make him go to some of their offseason stuff,
2: uh, and he might get dealt in the offseason. In, in my opinion, if he doesn't come up, then we got to be dealing him because that's going to be like, I don't know, the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know if that's the right term for it, but that's going to be a crushing blow to this kid. I think if
1: he doesn't get called up, uh, I don't think there is trade value for him. I don't think the value is there in a trade. Uh, like you might as well just have this guy who, if you need, could play in the majors that is under control until 2024 can't go to arbitration until 2021 and how many major league at bats does he have at that point i think he can contribute but i think the people advising him are not it's not helping him um yeah that, like someone just has to when he goes hey i want to take this picture he just needs someone to be like no that's a dumb idea because at 24 you were all over the place like, at 24 i was all over the place at 24 i was making like sixty thousand dollars a year like you know, just trying to like get by. And at 24 years old, he makes half a million dollars a year. He's made a million dollars on the field. He signed, you know, as a fifth overall pick and all this stuff. So he has all the potential. Like if you could just stop fucking around in 2024, you get a $200 million contract or you get a hundred million dollar contract. Like all you have to do is not do what you're doing right now. And, 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 all the off the field stuff just do the on the field stuff and have a good attitude and you get a hundred something million dollars two hundred million dollars and it's very tough to do that I mean, I think at twenty four if someone said just be perfect
2: for like three years you yeah, get no, he can't you know he can't knock it, it off. off it's part of his brand it's part of his personality now he gets a kick out of it I'm sure in the comments and people sharing it and blogs picking it up and the retweets and just getting their different reactions. He's got to get a kick out of it. He's in Scranton, bored as fuck. This is entertainment for him in a way.
1: Yeah. Um, so hopefully, I don't know. Whenever I see that stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, it just, that stinks because you're not helping yourself. And I like him a lot. I want him to help himself. So we'll we'll see what he does. Um, what else do we have? This, I mean, in terms of the Yankees, listen, we're the best. That's all we got. We'll, we're having a parade. It's going to be sick. Around the league, after the Astros make their trades, they go out and throw a four man no hitter.
2: Ooh, against the last place Mariners. Sick.
1: The Mariners have been no hit twice this year by multi man no hitters. They're on the other side of that Angels one.
2: Yeah. And what did you, you just said on the podcast a few weeks ago that you don't care about perfect games and no hitters, right? No. So, like when
1: I was a kid, I used to think it. I care more about a perfect game. I think no hitters like you can walk a lot of guys. There are errors like you weren't like, and it, it's kind of luck. I think it's you know to a certain extent there's luck to it. Someone's got to make some huge play for you, um, and you can do it. Throw that no hitter and then go out and fucking stink up the joint. You know the rest of your career. Right. The guy from the Tigers who was like one out away from it and the umpire fucking like he was out of the league in like two years. So Galarraga. Uh, Yeah, I'm not that impressed by it. Um, Like, hey, good for them. And that's, you know, a big... If I'm a Houston fan, sure, I'm probably pumped because it shows like, hey, you know, we made the right moves and look, our team just got better, you know, next game out. But I don't think it's that big of a deal for you to beat a team that's not even going to come close to the playoffs by throwing a no-hitter. Like, beating up on the Orioles, if we throw a no-hitter against the Orioles tonight, it
2: doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And I have two points on this. One is that, like, the Yankee fans uh, started unfollowing people with this. The Yankee fans that jumped all over this like, oh, the Astros can make anyone into Cy Young. Oh, look at what the Astros are doing. It's like, oh. Steroids. Yeah, steroids. Like, chill out. It's like, you, are you an Astros fan? Or are you just that much of a like, like Debbie Downer worry wart? Like, oh, the Astros are turning everyone into Cy Young. They're, they're throwing a no hitter. What are we going to do? We'll never beat them. Like, stop that shit. And then my second point um, I don't know if you saw my tweet to MLB, because like, I don't know, little by little, I'm getting at MLB because I'm just, I don't even care anymore. But <laughs> they put out a tweet with the four-man no-hitter, and they captioned it. They captioned, I can't even say it because it made me disgusted. They captioned it, core four. And I'm like, yo, what a reach. And it's not clever at all. And I'm like, hold on. They do anything for clout. These guys just want to get on the Yankee radar, right? They do anything to get like that Yankee Twitter buzz. So they know that Yankee fans are hating what happened at the deadline with Granky going to the Astros, the rich getting richer over there. And the doom and gloom Yankee fans are like, oh no, look at what the Astros are doing with Aaron Sanchez. So then MLB comes out and tags this the core four and has a picture of these four. It has nothing to do with the core four. That shit's disrespectful. It's not clever. And once again, MLB social media team, I don't know if these are 23-year-old interns. I don't know who it is. It's pretty much the same people are on the MLB social media team that have been. But it's a reach. And it's like, are you guys trolling? Because, like, I guess it's a good troll because you got all the Yankee fans' attention. But it just makes you look whack. Come up with something There's, else. Come up with something better than that.
1: They're trying to make you mad online.
2: Yeah, they exactly. They got my attention. They got a bunch of other people's attention. I'm like, why even involve us? Leave us out of this. We have nothing to do with a, a, a August no hitter with the Astros and Mariners. Nobody give a fuck about them. Like, don't, don't, don't tag that to Core Four. I took that shit as wild disrespect.
1: Speaking of getting triggered online. I got triggered online today by uh, Andy Martino, <laughs> who's some some jerk off at SNY. Which I mean, listen, if they're firing sports reporters at like the Daily News, fire this fucking newsroom because this guy tweeted out. The Mets and Yankees are both good teams with holes. This question just came up in the newsroom. If they agreed to combine the rosters and just play the postseason as New York, would they win the World Series? So you're just saying, (laughs) if the team that has the best record in baseball were to cherry pick the best players from another team, would they be better? That's what that is. This has nothing to do with the Mets. I wrote a blog today where I said, I, cause I don't follow the Mets that closely. Like, I didn't know what Pete Alonzo looked like until like the, the subway series. He looks like a doof. Jeff McNeil looks like a fucking truck driver and everyone wants to suck his dick because he adopted a puppy. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Yeah, great. The guy's playing good and he played golf in high school. I don't give a shit about these losers. But yeah, we'd like a couple of their starters, but clearly we weren't able to, we weren't going to trade for them for what the fucking Mets want. We do not need the Mets. The fact that you would bring that up, your whole newsroom should be fired. Everyone got upset when the Daily News fired all their sports reporters. They should just trim down SNY. No one watches that fucking channel anyway. That you're a second-rate news organization in that city. Just stop it. Just It's so fucking stupid. If I, honestly, I looked up because everyone's talking about the Mets are going to make the playoffs and shit. I'm like, oh shit, did they get up to like second place? At least third place, nah. like one game out. And it's like, well, nah. they're in fucking fourth place.
2: And they're fighting with five teams for the wild, like two wild card spots. They got to chill out. Fuck the Mets. This is what I'm going to say about if, this Andy Martin. If, if
1: I was going to go to a fourth place team to cherry pick their players, I'm going to the Cincinnati Reds and I'm taking Joey Fado and Trevor Bauer. I'm not going to the fucking Mets because these guys, they're always injured. They fucking stink. Their ownership is awful. Or I'm going to go fourth place team. I'm going to go to the Angels. I'm going to get Mike Trout and I'm going to get Shotani. Um, their pitching stinks. I'll still get Matt Harvey, but like, w- fuck that guy.
2: Yeah, fuck him. They should suspend his account. This should hurt my eyes. I read it like three times. I'm like, what the fuck even is this? It, like, it started to make me mad after a little while. Like. This isn't even like like who composed this? Eight year old? What if you combine the Yankees and the like? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? You're a, like professional writer. You get paid to do this. Like they should spend suspend his Twitter account. He should be done. Um, I said on Twitter, I was like Nick Saban doesn't a- uh, answer theoretical questions, and like this is the dumbest theoretical question question I've ever seen.
1: It's yeah. I mean. It's so fucking stupid. I just had to get that off my chest. Uh, Other cool thing this week, Vince Velasquez uh, made some cool plays in the outfield uh, as a pitcher in extra innings for the Phillies. I don't know if you saw this, but like, I just, I like when guys are just baseball players. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just go out there and like, to a certain extent, like, I get it. You have to specialize at what you do at like a very young age. Like in high school, I had to just be a pitcher for a while. I was like, no, I like playing the outfield. I want to dive for balls, I want to catch. I want to play first base, like you, you. You want to do all that shit, and then at a certain point, you can't anymore. And for him to go do that, I thought that was cool. Um, but let's just move on to the last thing. Uh, it's something you are very passionate about. The Players Weekend jerseys have come
2: out. <laughs> Yo, what a letdown! What a letdown! I'm going. I'm going to Dodgers Stadium that weekend uh, for Dodgers Yankees. And I actually, when the article came out and people were first like in an uproar, like. The Yankees shouldn't wear black jerseys. I'm like, wait, what if they make us some like futuristic black jerseys that look cool? They could have done fucking anything with these black jerseys. And instead, they opted to do nothing with these black jerseys. They literally just flipped our away jerseys to all black jerseys. It's going to be 95 degrees in L.A. Our players going to be out there in black hats, black jerseys with black numbers that you can barely see on them, black names on the back, which are... Made up nicknames and dumbass shit like Baj and like like Parmesan Carlo, like Judge is B A J on the back of his jersey. Bartholomew Aaron Judge, I don't know what the fuck that's about. Parmesan what's his, Carlo, what's his name? What's what's is Judge? Can you look? I thought Judge's name was Aaron Judge. He was adopted. Did he have a different name?
1: No, I mean I think he might have. Like, why would why would you? But
2: why would Judge go with like? All rise No, his No,
1: his name's Aaron James Judge. So
2: what's the B? Uh, Is there some type of inside joke that we don't know about? Baj? Big. Big Aaron Judge? Like, that's not clever, dude. That doesn't make your your jersey. They're going to sell a lot of those 99 black jerseys, and there's going to be a bunch of dumbasses walking around with Baj on the back of their jersey.
1: Uh, When I see – so things that annoy me. Name – jerseys like pinstripe jerseys or gray jerseys with a name on the back that annoys me when i see someone with a an a jersey that is from players weekend or the all-star game like batting practice jerseys they wear for um really for the home run derby because they wear their jerseys for the game i just think i don't i don't even get mad i'm just like oh you're dumb as shit like you are very bad with your money right you paid you two, you make <laughs>
2: 220 for that
1: <laughs> you have poor decision making skills i'm worried you're going to get hit by a car i have always been against the players weekend thing and i get it at first they were trying to do like little league that was um, cool and then, like, like yeah they're trying to tie it into little league and i'm all for like growing the game but i don't feel like it has i feel like that was stressed the first year and now it's just like oh we just have different jerseys for idiots
2: to buy this shit is stupid, man. I've read somewhere that this was for the players to express themselves and their style like off the field, like this was voted on by the players or something. Nah, the players don't want basic-ass all-white jerseys, all-black jerseys. That's not cool. The closest thing I can compare this to is I think the NBA All-Star game a couple years ago, they put like the, the East in white jerseys and the west in all black jerseys and like i guess that was cool but it's just basic there's too many people getting paid a lot of money to figure out how to design these jerseys and figure out like cool things to do and they put them right on sale and they're making money off of them i don't know people are buying them but overall it's like i saw a tweet uh today i think vic damone he's like two iconic jerseys like the dodgers and yankees they finally get to meet in Dodger Stadium in the first time in I don't know how many years, and we got to watch them play in these goofy ass all black and all white jerseys. We don't even get to see the iconic look of the team. I'm like, that's fucking wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Yeah. But hey, hey what, do go- what do I know? What do I know? I don't know shit about baseball. Major League Baseball have got it all right.
1: Yeah. I mean, these guys look like assholes.
2: They literally look like assholes rolling out these all white hats, right? And these all black hats. You can get from city to city, you can get your team hat in all black. You can get your team hat in all white. It's called Lids. It's called New Era. They make these. These aren't fresh. These aren't jiggy. These, this is just some hot shit. But I guarantee you MLB thinks they're fire because I've already seen the ads. And like I said, they're already on Fanatics and they're rolling them out like, oh, Players Weekend is on the way. Check out the players' nicknames. Get your jerseys. Don't buy that whack-ass jersey. I think the jerseys already exist. Like, they're plain black jerseys for us. I'm disappointed. I was planning on buying one and repping it and wearing it out there. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that now. <laughs> have I,
1: have, I have so many uh, hats because like Lids and New Era over the years have, you know, like sent me hats. So many of them are fucking atrocious. I always wear like the same one or two hats. Like, that's it. Like, I have probably 10 hats I've never worn because they're just like these obscene like color combination of Yankee hats. Um yeah, I mean I'm anti players weekend. Like I'm trying to win a World Series. I don't care about these guys expressing themselves. I care about them going out there like I like CC fat and unhealthy cuz that's best for me. I want these guys in their regular uniforms. And again, like I mean like you've said and a lot of people have said like it's a wasted opportunity for baseball to have like these showcase two teams and I don't even know like on the schedule like is the Sunday night game a Sunday night baseball? Yeah, game? Yeah, I think it is.
2: I'm pretty sure it's a Friday night game, uh, at seven o'clock Eastern time, ten o'clock Pacific time. Then like a four o five that, game. That's,
1: that's not how time zones work.
2: I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm back. Ten, it's that.
1: ten o'clock East Coast, seven o'clock. But yeah, yeah no. I was back, so well, like, I'm going.
2: So it's gonna be seven o'clock in L.A. and it's gonna be ten o'clock here on Friday. It'll be, um, same thing for Sunday night baseball. And the whole world is gonna tune in to see Yankees, Dodgers. That was, the, honestly, when I was at in the, in the fan cave, like that's Major League Baseball's dream is for it to be East Coast versus West Coast, Yankees versus Dodgers, World Series. And this is the preview for that. And they're gonna put them in these doofy ass, all white, and all black jerseys. And people are already coming up with the jokes. And then the, the nicknames are trash. Like <laughs> I like the little league jerseys without the buttons, no buttons, and they had like it looked like kids like a little league world series jerseys and they were colorful and the hats were colorful. I like that. But then this year with just a plain black, plain white. And some of the names like Parmesan, Carlo, even like DD's name threw me off. I'm like, sir, MJG. I'm like, is he an eight ball and MJG fan? Like from the Netherlands. And then you broke down his name for me. Marquises Marquisan, Julius, DD, Gregorius. I'm like, all right, they're, they they reached with these. The dopest one is Adam Adavino. He's got Brooklyn. Cause he's from Brooklyn. He's got Brooklyn on the back. So a Brooklyn jersey with New York on the front, Brooklyn on the back, and a zero. That's cold. Like that's a hard jersey. Like that's just for style. Like that's something you just you just wear in the club. If you can get in the I, club with a jersey, I don't know. I
1: was gonna say I'm my days of wearing my days of going to clubs. I'm pretty sure are over. <laughs> my days of wearing jerseys to the club way over. And my days of wearing jerseys away from a sporting event are also not over. Me. Like I,
2: <laughs> not me. Not uh, me.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, but I see a person with uh, wearing a jersey like not going to a sporting event, and I'm just like, oh, they probably have a low credit score. Like that's <laughs> what I think. I'm like, oh, I mean,
2: that Oh,
1: it. that's a six. That's a six thirty outfit. Like
2: in the two thousands, like P Diddy, Nelly, and Jay Z were wearing jerseys and like long jerseys and throwback jerseys for style. That died. But like. If I was gonna pick one of these jerseys, it would be Adam Ovino's. Some of the other names, they just didn't do anything for me. I'm like, damn, no one could figure out a cool nickname to put on the back of their jersey this year. Like, most of them my stopped.
1: favorite, my favorite one's Brett Gardner.
2: What's Guardy's?
1: Just says Gardner. Right. Just oh, yeah. he didn't want he to never, have one. Yeah, on. he, he never,
2: he he never plays this game. He just puts his his actual government last name that you know him as on the back because he could put Guardy Party. He could put Guardy. He's, but he's a grown man.
1: So he's not going to put Guardy Party on his back. No, I mean, Gardner, when he made the All Star game and he got like the batting practice jersey, you know, they wear it, had his name on the back. And he played at Coastal Carolina, who also doesn't have names on their back. So he's never had a name yeah. on his jersey until then. So he tried to, when they did Players Weekend the first time, he said, I don't want one. And they were like, well, you have to. Like it's just part of the rules you have to. So he was like, all right, fine, Gardner. Right. <laughs> and he's just gone with that every year. I like that because he's fucking focused on playing the game and winning the World Series.
2: I mean, other cool names. I didn't think it was cool, but it works. Like Lemayhu is Big Fundy. That's short for the Big Fundamental. Like For my listeners out here that are basketball fans, Tim Duncan, the Big Fundamental. Makes sense because he's a savage and he's very fundamental. Um,
1: Did you see what um, Max Scherzer's is? Brown Eye what an idiot, but I think he went for that. Like, I think that's like a troll move. I found that funny. Like, I started to think, I was like, are some of these guys tired of it? So they're just like, here, I have a brown eye. I'm going to make it brown eye. People are going to think about buttholes. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Baseball. Why not Mad Max?
2: No, we're going to go brown eye. And then what else? Fun. Let's go through our team a little bit more. Like, Hap put J dot A dot. That's like a rap name, and he definitely won't wear that. Well, like J Half, you should not have J dot A dot on the back of your your jersey. You're not cool at all. Um, did you
1: Did you catch the fact that also in that tweet, like we have 38 guys who need fucking nicknames because that's how many. Like we don't know who's gonna be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think I saw you put something out there like that. Like we asked this many guys what you you want your players. We can. Jersey to be because there's a good chance you're going to be out there. Like, Higgy just went with Higgy. Same thing. That's on his catcher's gear.
1: Like, Geo works. Row works. Um, You know, Hixie. I think everyone spells it with a Y. Um, Like, yeah, I mean. CC went with so, Dub.
2: That's cool. You know, double C. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, the Missile, the, again. Cuban Missile.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just... Uh, I mean, I do like... Uh, what's Zach Britton? It's just with a K. Um, yeah, that, but like, yeah, I mean, some these. I mean, uh, Domingo Herman as Sunday, um, Dellen, Dellen's on there. Domingo Jay. should get
2: more credit for that. Really? I mean, it's the obvious thing. Like it's the most obvious. Well, like, he could have went with Mingo. Um, but yeah, I like Sunday for yeah. him. Obviously. I mean,
1: we've got, we've got Dellon on there, so maybe we're excited. We've got Tarpley on there. Hopefully, we don't
2: have him. Ford, Mike Ford's like going with the Gardner way. Ford is cool. And he's probably just like, listen, dude, I don't really want to wear this number 74, so let's not try to jazz it up. Ford is fine. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm not impressed by these. I,
2: I, no, I just like look at Major League Baseball like this. You are forever in competition with the NFL and the NBA. And you could forever be in third place to the NFL and NBA. And the NFL and NBA do Players Weekend right. They do All-Star Weekend right. And they roll out these crazy jerseys or these different jerseys. For Even the Pro Bowl jerseys look dope sometimes. And it's like, come on, you have one job. Players Weekend no one watches get the Pro Bowl. It.
3: No one really no one watches, watches,
2: but people Bowl. buy those jerseys. And Major League Baseball had a chance here with the Yankees playing the Dodgers to just like give us a futuristic look of the Yankees jersey and the Dodgers jersey. Where's your graphic designers? Where's your design team that just put a spin on the traditional look and give us like a new age 2020 look? Couldn't even do that. They just, I feel like they took the easy way out. We'll just make uh, the home team white, away team black. Genius.
1: It is kind of lazy. They did do in either like the late 90s or early 2000s, like the futuristic jerseys and Griffey was out there with no sleeves. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Yeah, like those were kind of cool. Those sold, you know, those sold some. Yeah, I just... If you buy, if my overall statement, if you buy a player's weekend jersey, you're probably an asshole and low rent trash.
2: So (laughs) I'm definitely not buying one. I'm sure we will see some people in L.A. with them. My girl Serena put out a tweet. She was like, imagine going to Dodger Stadium in all white, trying to eat a Dodger dog. And like, you know, like it's not going down. Like you can't, you're not going to go to the stadium dressed in all white, all white hat. All white jersey. Where you gonna throw on the white shoes? Like you'll be a mess by the time you leave out of there.
1: Imagine the highlight of food at your stadium was just a regular ass hot dog. Sad life they live out they there. They
2: love the Dodger dogs out there. People are like they're picking Dodger dogs over any of the specialty items.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you been uh, to Dodger uh, Stadium? No, I have not. I was going to make it out there. I mean, there's still a, trip, a chance I decide to fly out there. We'll yeah, if,
2: if work lines up. Well, yeah. I mean, when I well, was out well, there, s- I actually got like Chinese food last time I was there. <laughs> it was actually pretty
1: good. Fuck yeah. Dude, I love LA. Um, like, I really enjoy going to LA. I like going to um, the Comedy Store. I like going to Santa Monica. But yeah, I just got to see. It's, you know what it is? I just fucking hate the flights. I know. I like, would kills kill all you. It.
2: There and back is like, it's, it literally takes something from your soul.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, what do you even, like, what is your schedule? When do you fly out there? When do you come home? I'm
2: flying, I'm morning flight. So I'm flying out that Friday morning, and I should land there by, like, 10 a.m., and then I'm flying back that Monday morning and should land here by, like, 9 or 10 a.m.
1: Ah, well, no, you land at, like, 9 or 10 at night, coming the other way.
2: No, so I'm going to leave L.A., or, like, I'm leaving L.A. at, like, 12 a.m. on oh, Sunday, oh, like a, like a Sunday red going eye, like into a red-eye. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Those are rough. It's, it's a rough, uh, it's a rough series of flights, but, uh, Keith will be there. Um, guess where I'll be. And so will Keith, August 31st, we are going to be at Yankee stadium. We have the last Bronx pinstripes crew outing until I try to convince Scott to do one in September. Uh, but it's August 31st is one o'clock game against the Astros. I believe it's like $69. I've not looked up the price, You get a T-shirt sent to you in advance. We did have a little bit of a hang-up for the last event. Um, The people who do the T-shirts kind of screwed us, so we ended up just getting extra shirts. So if you didn't get a shirt in advance, you got one at the game, and you got one sent to your house. So we did make it up to you. Um, It is Lightweight Yankee Hoodie Day. So the first 18,000 guests are going to get a lightweight Yankee hoodie that probably says Ford in an inconvenient location so that it looks like... You got it for free, Um, but definitely come out, hang out. It's the last time we'll all get together for the year until we have our spring training event. Go to the Yankees, uh, go to Bronx Pinstripes Fan Shop and check it out. We also have been rolling out a ton of new t-shirts. Check that out. Get ramped up for the playoff push. Make sure you have all the hottest gear. Uh, Keith, you got anything else for the people?
2: Yeah, I forget to do this, and I meant to do it last week, but I don't ever have any notes, so I'm glad it just came to me. New listeners, old listeners, new and old listeners that are going to listen to this podcast and say, hey, listen to Keith and JJ on George's box. Rate, subscribe, review, rate, subscribe, review. I don't ever think to really do it because like, it's not on the front of my mind, but it is important. And every other podcast I listen to says to do that and it will help us. So, um, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend, rate, subscribe, review. And uh, we'll keep rocking. This is 21 episodes in, so that means people have been listening to to this for, like, I don't know, four months or something like that. Cool.
1: Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Rate, give us five stars. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's all we got. It's been a good week to be a Yankee. We'll see what the next week comes like. It'll be – I'm sure it's just going to be a great week. I mean, I'm just ready for the playoffs at this point. And uh, come out the 31st. Listen to us every week. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And we'll see you at the parade.